And welcome into the Paul Farrington Show, our Thursday edition. Paul joined alongside Jack Weinberger, Robert Ziggy Ziegler back at the University of Virginia, and Zach Bloomquist, the best executive producer in the business. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all the feedback we've been receiving, both the good and the bad. We'll uh, have a, a mean comment sec- uh, segment coming up, hopefully in a few weeks here. Once we hit some milestones we're hoping to achieve, we'll revisit some of our best uh, and worst uh, feedback we've gotten because we've got some good stuff. Hey, if you've got any hate comments, uh, just fill in your heart. Feel free to dump them in. You might get yeah. featured on the Paul Farrington Actually, yeah. Show. Like, we rat. Like, I love those hate comments as opposed to just nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, like give me those hate comments I prefer, all day. I prefer comments that are like, yeah, really enjoying this. Like, would love to see it take oh, which off. We get, but, which we get. Which we get uh, some of those. But you know what? If uh, If you're just mad at the world for some reason right now, take it out on us because yeah. we can take it. Yeah, and there was a there, on our Jordan Love video. There was a Packers fan that commented like, "I'm subscribing just because I'm so mad at the title of your video. I'm not even going to watch a second of anything you guys ever do." There's a fine line between love and hate, Zicky. Yeah. Oh yeah, some, we tow that. Some dude said he'd sus- subscribe. It was for the guy in the sunglasses. Yeah, so, like, I mean, well, maybe it was, Ziggy. was that the Ziggy episode? Okay, was, <laughs> no, that was the Jack episode. Yeah, I pressed something stupid. A uh, special shout yeah. out to Carl K. And Tom Monroe, two of our listeners who, you know, Carl comments on everything on YouTube. We really appreciate that, Carl. And Love Tom, it. one of Ziggy and I's good friends from Notre Dame, who texts me after every show. He listens to everything while he's working. So Awesome. Tom, Tom's a big Lions fan, so he's been enjoying and sometimes disapproving the Lions content. But as the season goes on, I'm sure I'm sure he'll have a lot to say on that. Well, tell him to root for a better team. Oh, hey, I mean, you, you could tell him hey, right now. He'll I, probably tell, I told him right it's, now. That's the <laughs> best know? team in the North. If the Lions win the division, Tom can come on and gloat for, for a little bit. He'd be entitled sure. to. He'd yeah, be entitled I think to. I think that's a good yeah a good deal for Tom if he wants and to he, accept. Yeah, no, he Carl ran the show while I, I when I graduated. He ran it the fifth year. Oh, my really? fifth year Notre Dame. of the yeah. Paul Farrington show. They called it that. Did I meet yeah, Tom? He's still called. Uh, no, no, you I haven't. Met, great guy. Tom's another Tom. Tom's a great guy. Another Tom. All right, we have the NFC South today. Yay! You know what? At first glance, at first glance, the NFC South really isn't that luxurious or sexy of a division and it isn't when you take a look at it either but i will say it is one of the more i guess what do you want to say out for grabs competitive intriguing ones it will be a competitive division unknown yeah like there's a lot of things that we just don't know about the nfc south there's desmond ritter there's bryce young the buccaneers are kind of fading but when you look at it still have some very good players on that roster and then Derek carr moving to the saints from the raiders there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of, of question marks. And we'll see if anyone can actually rise up and be competitive in a relatively weak NFC. You know, Paul, I'm probably going to stay silent for like nine different percent of this episode. Just say it? I'll probably stay silent for like 85% of this <laughs> oh, episode. I don't know. You know, in our <laughs> NFC North preview, I said that that felt like a division where any team could win, any team could get first. Mm-hmm. The NFC South feels like a division where any team could get fourth. It is. And the more research that you do on the NFC, that I was doing on the NFC South pre-show... It was wild because every single person was saying, oh, you know, this team could wind up winning the division if X, Y, Z happens. And you're right. You can't say that for every division. We'll start with the Saints. Will Derek Carr reignite the Saints? That's kind of the question that I have in mind when I think about New Orleans. Carr's 32 years old. He's replacing what would have been a 35-year-old Andy Dalton at quarterback. He signed a four-year, $150 million deal this offseason. 2022 is one of Carr's worst seasons in a long time. When you think of Derek Carr, generally he's been one of the only bright spots on the Raiders 
for a long time now. And he's carried them. He's, he's the emotional leader. You know, I know a lot of Raiders fans who swear by him being a top 10 quarterback in the league coming in that 9 or 10 spot, probably overrating him. But he's generally had some great seasons. And last year with Devontae Adams coming in, sky-high expectations. But we're not big Josh McDaniels fans on this podcast. We don't really think he's that good of a coach. And it was a disaster season. Carr had his highest interception rate of his career. He's generally a super accurate passer. He's the. Uh, this is kind of a crazy stat. He's the fourth lowest off-target rate from 2017 to 2021. Last year, it skyrocketed up to 12.7%, 25th out of 33 quarterbacks. So just an off year for Carr all around. I don't think he's as bad as we saw last year, but I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first, Ziggy. Can Derek Carr actually take the the, uh, the Saints back to the playoffs? Like, is, is he good enough to lift this team from where they were last season? I think if the goal, if the question is, can Derek Carr take this team back to the playoffs? I think the answer is absolutely. I don't think Derek Carr is their quarterback of the future, but he is the quarterback of now, right? He's a player who can step in and give them a floor at quarterback. Derek Carr is always sort of in that borderline top 10 spot. And some guy, games, he'll give you a much better performance. So absolutely, you know, like the Saints have a good receiver in Chris Olave. You know, Rashid Shahid is okay. Uh, Michael Thomas might eventually be healthy. When he's not suspended, Alvin Kamara will be good. Like, there's plenty of guys. The offense is not the big concern for me on the Saints. I think the offense will be just fine. Oh, so you have some defensive concerns? I will get there in a second. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Jack was laughing. Was laughing Rashid Shahid. As you were going over the receivers. What do you think, Jack? Do you like Derek Carr to bounce back this season? Uh, if it, When you talk about... Going to the playoffs, I agree with Ziggy. I'd say, yeah, like that's that's a absolutely reasonable expectation. I did lose a little bit of trust in Derek Carr, and I know he made it clear. Mm-hmm. Like it was obvious he didn't want to be in Vegas. He wasn't even there at the end of the yeah, season. He didn't want he to left. be there. He yeah. said it, he said it over and over again. But when you have the best receiver in the world and still go six or seven, six and I'm sorry, it was Justin Jefferson on the uh, top three receiver in the world (laughs) and still bust like they busted. I lost a bit of trust, but I think a change of scenery, a weak division can be beneficial. So when it comes to going to the playoffs, he's good enough where he can absolutely win that division, get a home playoff game and maybe even win that game. Great home field advantage in new Orleans. Yeah. I think the ceiling for the Saints with Carr is probably the divisional round, but can they get there? Yes. Okay. Okay. And you know, something that we all said when talking about the saints right now, and we'll probably say it a lot more times throughout this episode is weak division, because that's what I really think you can focus on. They're not that good. Yeah. They're not that good. Yeah. The team, the team is just okay. Like car coming from the Raiders to the saints, the Raiders have a better offense. There are better weapons, better offensive line. It's generally just a, a, you know, the Raiders defense is atrocious. So it's a huge step up. Even though the Saints' defense isn't great, and Ziggy, we'll get to that in a second, the Raiders' defense was so bad last season. I mean, that secondary is just miserable. That coming over to the Saints was probably just going to be refreshing to have an average unit for Derek Carr. Um, again, we'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara. We don't know if he'll if he'll be suspended, how long. He pro- probably will be, it seems like, at this point. Big question mark around Michael Thomas. A lot of ifs be, uh, outside of really Chris Olave for this team right now. Um, what concerns you, Ziggy? about the defense because generally that's been very good for new orleans that's been the staple of their team since drew Brees really retired is how good that defense has been so what's concerning you and the defense was good last year too don't get me wrong they mm-hmm. finished as a top 10 defense the problem is the entire front seven except cameron jordan's gone 
The back seven, they lost some big contributors, right? Guys like P.J. Williams. They struggled with injuries a lot in the secondary last year. So with all the players leaving, they're going to need guys like Isaiah Foskey who are coming in. Big Isaiah Foskey. Fan, sure, yeah, 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 Foskey. Your Breezy but, too. From yeah, they need Breezy and Foskey and some other guys to become immediate big contributors. And that's a lot to ask, right? I think the offense will be average, maybe slightly above average, depending on how many games Alvin Kamara misses. But with all the new faces on defense, I mean, look, the only three players who have really proven much of anything are Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, and Tyron Matthew, right? Marcus May is good. Uh, Demario Davis is all right. But they there's not a lot of proven contributors. So I'm worried that there's going to be some growing pains pretty quickly. Saints fans will not be happy about that Demario Davis and uh, Marcus May comment right there. Look, they're good players, but have, have they shown themselves to be players who can be leaders on a defense and take over well, games? Yes, I mean, I mean, Demario Davis has absolutely shown that, but you, not, you know, not, he, not in the past couple of years. Here's what here's what I'll say. Of those guys you mentioned, uh, Cameron Jordan's 35, or will be in his 35-year-old season. Matthew is going to be in his age 32 season. Demario Davis, age 35 season. It's a weird mix on this team of those older star stars who are kind of starting to decline a little bit. I mean, Matthew was very good last year. But then you have, like you said, these new guys like Brian Breesey and Isaiah Foskey. Uh, one really interesting point you guys said, I can't, I shouldn't pick this guy as the non-quarterback player to watch. But Caden um, Ellis leaves for Atlanta at linebacker. They're bringing back into the starting rotation Pete Werner, who was excellent in 2021. And in 2022, started to regress a little bit. And while Ellis was uh, rising up the, the ranks, kind of made a switch there. Can, can Werner come in? Like he's another young guy where this defense will really find out if it all gels together and you get that kind of, you know how every once in a while you get a nice mix of veterans who still have it and rookies who who break out, then everything clicks. But this could take a turn for the worst if those veterans decline at a faster rate than you're expecting and the rookies don't take that jump. So there's, a again, a lot of question marks in the NFC South as a whole, a lot of question marks for the Saints defense. I actually think the offense will be all right. I think it should be stable with Carr. Yeah, I think the Saints, when you talk about on the defensive side of the ball, it'll be just a meshing thing. But I do think that unless there's a serious, serious decline in these guys in their mid-30s, which I don't really see a serious decline, they'll be good enough because I think they're the skill the skill and talent these guys have with the youngsters and the vets, they're all very good defensive players. And I think it just comes to meshing and gelling with some new faces who they haven't mm-hmm. really played with before. But the thing with the Saints, like my bottom line, is I will probably say that they're my early pick to win the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Um, either them or, I mean, depending on, like, depending on Bryce Young, depending on the Bucs with like Baker, but I'd probably see Derek Carr makes his team good enough to win the NFC, NFC South. Well, there it is. That's my why bottom finish, line. Why finish the show now? <laughs> we'll, we'll make you wait for Ziggy and I's predictions, but... Derek Carr, yeah, a lot. They are the favorite for a reason right now. Do the Saints still if, have Quan? Quan Alexander. Have, yeah. Do they, do they still have him still? I can you check that, Ziggy? I don't. I don't remember seeing him when looking over the. He's roster. a free agent currently. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I didn't he think was with the Jets last year. I remember. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's where he went. But I mean, look. If the Get Saints the last year, if the Saints last year being uh, at dead last in pass rush win rate made you excited. And them losing their uh, top pass rush contributor and David Onyemeta to the Falcons. If that gets them excited, if they think that means they're going to have an elite defense this year, 
We'll see. Marcus Davenport gone gone as well. Yeah, you said dead last in pass rush win rate. Uh, a couple other categories before we move on. 31st in takeaways, 29th in third third down conversion rate allowed, 24th in run defense. It, uh, it, it it's, it's not a leap. Surprising. But, it's not a leap, but look look who you have to stop. Exactly. I mean, you, you have to. They could be five and one in the division. Well, the quarterbacks, but the quarterbacks might not be big names. We'll see about Bryce. But great transition here to the Atlanta Falcons. Robert Frost, you know, he once said, two roads diverged in a wood." And I, I took the one less traveled by. You know, I first heard that in We Love Zach and Cody. Oh, yeah. Remember that? And that has made all the difference. That's when I first heard that, yeah. And that has made all the difference. Ziggy, I know you're a philosopher. You are well aware. You know that that poem's satirical, right? Well, regardless. The whole point is it doesn't matter which way you go. Well, I didn't know that. But for the sake of this segment, let's pretend that (laughs) that he was being serious. What was that word, Ziggy? Satirical. Never heard that word in my life. Satirical? You never heard of satire? Do you know what satire is, Jack? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't know the two correlated. It's okay, Jack. We didn't go to big name schools like they did. Yeah, we didn't go to Notre Dame. (laughs) All right, all right. Enough of that. So, (laughs) So the Falcons are taking the road less traveled because in this pass happy NFL, the Falcons have really, really committed to running the football. They are full steam ahead. And you can see that from the drafting of B. John Robinson with the eighth overall pick in the draft. Despite having a 1,000-yard rookie rusher in fifth-round pick Tyler Algier, I mean, he was, he was awesome last season. And they also have Cordero Patterson already, one of my favorite players in the National Football League from the time he was a Viking. Um, and they got bigger, too. They brought in Jonu Smith and Matt Collins alongside Drake London and Kyle Pitts. There are some big boys on this Atlanta offense. A great, just an unbelievable offensive line for running the football. I believe that um, Chris Lindstrom led the league, their right guard, in... Uh, in run blocking grades last season. So they can run the ball better than almost anyone in the league. But Desmond Ritter, you're to a degree, your guy. No, he's my guy. Not to a degree. Maybe your guy. He's screwing the playoff games. I left the the group chat earlier when one of our friends sent in the video of Cincinnati upsetting Notre Dame two years ago. I I think I was added back in, but um, I added you back to troll Mike about the white Sox. Yeah. Desmond Ritter is just not, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Desmond Ritter is not someone who uh, sits Kindly, in my uh, football opinions, although I actually actually he does. I, I think he's a solid quarterback. Um, when we look at Desmond Ritter heading into this season, we know Atlanta can run the football. How confident are you in him being able to really really step up and and, and be a capable quarterback for Atlanta to make a run at the division here? Uh, not much right now. I having watched Ritter throughout Cincinnati, I and mean, I'd, I'd bet the Bearcats every week. You know, for the last like two seasons, he was there. So not anymore. I, I, so, now, now they're. I mean, yeah, Big not, 12 not, bound. Yeah, but uh, I watched him a lot, and I remember always saying to you or whoever, I don't see, I didn't see Desmond Ritter as a really good uh, NFL quarterback, really good college quarterback. I don't see his, I don't see him translating. Wasn't great last year, but again, he was a rookie. Maybe all he needed is that second year, uh, the sophomore leap. But some questionable decisions. Uh, I didn't like a lot of the things. They like like you had to see him do very panicky. I don't think he's a great passer. A lot of wobbly balls. A he's lot not of, that accurate. Like not that accurate. Yeah, like I saw just, and, and you know how I feel about it, non-accurate quarterbacks. Yeah, like just too like too <laughs> many too many things that that I saw him lack. Where like like like, like Kenny Pickett's different again rookie. Oh boy. But I saw so many flashes. Like Ritter, I didn't see that. Well, Ritter, so, Ritter you also didn't have the sample size. Remember, like Pickett started. What was he? One yeah, he's like week one and four. 
He's like week four or five. And and no, no, Ritter. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And sorry, sorry. And then Ritter only played the final four games of the season. And by the and they scored game, fewer points yeah. than they did with uh, Marcus. Mario. But uh, no, there just there wasn't much to show me of him being really super successful and taking a huge leap this season from what I saw last yeah, season. Yeah, there's just not a lot. Z- Ziggy, would you echo that or did you find So I think I think the big the big question with Desmond Ritter is how he's going to be doing running the ball. Right? Because Arthur Smith, really? we know he likes to run quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. if Desmond Ritter is a rushing threat, which he has the potential to be, right? He's athletic. He can gain some yards. That'll open up some passing lanes for him. I'm not saying it'll be perfect, but if you want an okay performance from him, he's going to have to be able to run the ball well, which is funny given how much we're talking about the Falcons and their need to run the ball. Like when you've got an elite blocking tight end, when you've got a solid blocking receiver, when you've got a great run blocking offensive line, I do think it's possible that Ritter's enough of a rushing threat that he's going to be able to threaten defenses. Do I think it'll happen? Probably not. But if it comes together, he's going to have to be a run-first quarterback and a run-first offense. Really? really? That's a... That's a very interesting. T- I, I don't know if I agree with that take. The one, the thing with Ritter is, and this might be. Uh, tell me if you think this is wildly, you know, off out of the Inaccurate. ballpark. And yeah, is he was in when he was in school. The one, you know, the one really good defense, good team he played. You know, an NFL like defense, he couldn't move the ball. I know he has. I like. I know he has. I'm sorry, to, we watched the Notre Dame game. You're not Alabama. <laughs> I mean, look, that was a good Notre like, Dame defense. Like, I don't even think Ritter was. Games. I don't think Ritter was good, at, great against you at all. It no, was, he had that drive at the end of the game to win. Great, yes, yeah. amazing, awesome drive. Maybe like, the best drive of his career, honestly. Like those two games in full against Notre Dame and Alabama, Ritter didn't show me a whole lot besides that one really good drive. Bama, I, I know it's like, right, he has a Cincinnati Bearcats offense versus Atlanta Falcons professional offense. It's different. But the only good defenses he played to end his college career, he was terrible. I don't really care, though, about his college games anymore. You know, I, I just don't. Well, I'm just saying what, what I saw, my opinion opinion on him coming out of college and why I don't I didn't think he'd be a good NFL quarterback yeah I, I understand why like people are down on him a little bit but and didn't do much against them I, I, mean, I do think you know he came in to a, a crappy situation with the Falcons you know, not going to make the playoffs and the first couple games yeah he did struggle but by like, each game his QB rating improved and by the last one he threw for 224 yards two touchdowns against the Bucks, and they won their last two games that was a good, I think that, that was a good game I remember, I remember that game I think that as he went through those four weeks what did he do well in college? He is a, a decent, he's a smart guy. He has good anticipation. And generally, he's has good mobility within the pocket. And you saw that. You saw that in flashes. It wasn't perfect, like, by any means. The whole issue around Desmond Ritter, and I actually think this is the biggest problem for, or the biggest issue for the Falcons going into this season, is whether or not he can correct the accuracy issues that we talked about earlier. If Desmond Ritter's an accurate quarterback, the Falcons can go to the playoffs. If he's not... The rushing attack will not be able to to win the NFC South, even though it's very good. You need to, you need Desmond Ritter to be able to, and it sounds obvious, but as a quarterback, throw the football accurately. And look, that could come down to more NFL reps getting yeah. older, playing in the NFL system. But these have been issues for him in the past. I, I, he had the highest, uh, I think, uncatchable rate of any you quarterback know, I, in twenty twenty two. I'm not the high on him in the in the NFL personally. I'm not that high. All right, Zig, you want to put a bow tie on the Atlanta Falcons here? 
there's a lot of talk about the offense and fair enough, but even if the offense is good, that might not be enough for them to win because of the defense, right? They turned over basically the entire secondary, right? Keeping just AJ Terrell. And I think they kept Richie Grant, you know, they're bringing like Jeff Okuda to start. They're bringing in Jesse Bates. They're bringing in David on Jesse, Jesse Bates is an awesome addition. No, 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 no. Jesse Bates is really good. Let me finish. So. They're bringing in like solid defensive linemen, right? David Onyemeta, uh, Calais Campbell, Eddie Goldman, unretired to come back and play for them, right? So like there are a lot of new defensive pieces. There's a new defensive coordinator. I just worry that there will be a lot of issues with youth, with miscommunication, with players not being on the same page because you're putting in a mix of guys who have never gotten serious NFL minutes with mm-hmm. big time veterans. There's a lot that could go wrong on defense. And it's not like the defense was very good last year, right? That's where they fired basically every defensive coach they had. Yeah. So if it's a rebuilding year for the defense, even a decent offense may not be enough for the Falcons. You're right. And and I'm sorry to jump the gun on, on moving past Atlanta because the defense was a huge part of their offseason. They brought in um, who Calais Campbell and, like you said, David Onyemata, both coming in on the interior. Did, did I pronounce that wildly off? No, no, you're good. Oh, I think okay, I was I thought, the one. Okay, okay. So there's there's too many there's too many players in the NFL, man. <laughs> well, they can they come in for a relatively weak defensive line. I think that 17 more team 17 teams had more sacks last year than the Falcons have had in the past 34 games. There's just, the pass rush was the good part. The uh, run defense was the bad. Yeah, part. the run defense was terrible. <laughs> and the secondary, my God. No, but but on that D line, I thought this was a great stat here. So Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell, and uh, Anyamata come in, and all of them had fairly good seasons they're still like clay's campbell's still holding up at age 37 but the age of those three guys is combined for 97 so can they hold up because that is an old uh, interior uh, to your defense they have bud dupree on the edge now who uh you know you kind of like bud, like he's bud okay. dupree, yeah. but um the secondary is, is another huge question mark like you said jeff okuda and mike hughes are back there two former first round picks they've been generally very extremely disappointing in their nfl careers can anyone step up next to aj terrell is that is that correct me if I'm wrong? But you don't like AJ Terrell. No, no, no. You're not. You're not a fan. No, because for some reason, all for, he just get he gets all this hype. But Xavier Howard just always been better. Well, than you him. said this before last. <laughs> he's season. always been better than him. Terrell was one of the best quarter, quarterbacks in the league two years ago, and then Zach's like, no, no, he's not good. And all of a sudden, he had a down year. So maybe Zach had a little a little jinx on uh, Zach. You think uh, Terrell? You think Kenny Pickett's good? No, he couldn't beat a Dolphins team with a quarterback that was literally concussed. <laughs> Well, we also dropped four picks. Yeah, that's that sounds like a Youth defense problem. problem. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right. You guys also only put up. We put up ten points too. We'll wrap up the Falcons there. So, this guy's only We just wrap it up. As of here's how we wrap up the Falcons. There is only one position on the Falcons that I have zero concerns whatsoever about. That's kicker, Young Goku. Dude is so freaking good. <laughs> Actually, let me ask you one more thing. thing. I mean, he can drain like 60 yards. Yeah, he's amazing. He's yeah. so good. Wait, wait, so don't, Actually, if you're actually, a Falcons fan, just watch the special teams only. Let me ask you one more question about these guys because I, I would be remiss if we didn't mention Bijan, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, those three guys right there, all first rounders at running back, tight end, wide receiver. Do you, what do you guys think of that? Do you like, you know, Kyle Pitts has more drop or has more drops than touchdowns in his career right now? He was supposed to be a huge no. breakout candidate last year. Are we confident in him? Do we like? I think we all like Drake London, Bijan. Like, where where do we stand on those guys? 
you you can't be cons- Kyle Pitts set the record for receiving yards as a rookie. Oh, I like him, but a lot of people don't. No. Look, he has been misused in that offense. I get that he's got three career touchdowns, and most of that's not his fault. Bad quarterback play combined with bad scheming. Very, very few tight ends can put up a 1,000 yards, much less in a rookie season. Falcons fans shouldn't be worried about any of those skill position players. Okay, and and we'll try and make this like a minute. Bijan at eight. Did you like the pick, Ziggy? Horrendous. They people can go back and watch the previous reel. It's a bad pick. The Falcons yeah. are a bad team. I, I they should be going either for a quarterback or for trading back or getting some premium position because they already had Tyler Algier and like Patterson. an all rookie. Yeah, they've got perfectly good running backs. Bijan's not going to come in and reform the team. He's going to be a marginal upgrade. No. See, real quick, Zach, for your question, I look at they drafted Kyle Pitts extremely high they drafted Bijan very high depending on where they go maybe this is a different Atlanta team if they address more generally seen as important positions and tight end and running back but uh, you know I'm a running back guy I grew up with Adrian Peterson so in order to win you nothing it, no it didn't win us anything but that's because that's because we had no quarterback at all I would like in a I mean we had Christian Ponder <laughs> I would see that is Ponder much worse than Ritter no no I, I'm just saying like if you get when you gave us Brett Favre, who had a you know a great season, Peterson was a monster and extremely important to that team. Now, now look, you know, you know who went after team. Kyle Pitts? I'll just I'll read off the six picks after. All right, okay. Jamar Chase, <laughs> Jalen Waddle, Penny Sewell, J.C. Horn. Okay, not great. Pat I mean, Sertan, he's, the second. J.C. Horn, Devonte Smith, Justin Fields, Micah Parsons, Rashawn Slater. <laughs> Like, there are so well, many I mean, like elite great, players at elite positions. I mean, like... Derisaw, too. In the... At the moment, though, I was very, very big on Pitts coming out of Florida. I mean, the Pitts... Honestly, the Pitts selection is worse than Bijan when you mentioned the guys that came after Pitts. Yeah, I didn't know that many guys came after Pitts. Like, I, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. We'll, we'll see as time moves on who, who followed Bijan and their success. But, I mean, any of those guys... There's there's so many stars that you just <laughs> just ran off. Bijan specifically, I'm not talking about Pitts. If you have a running back who can come in and, and be a complete game changer along the likes of Saquon, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, I'm fine with it. If Bijan doesn't live up to that label, it's a bad pick. That's what I'll say. Well, maybe along the likes of uh, Tyler Algier, who last year put up five yards a carry. He'll be a great he'll Look, be a great. If, if Bijan puts up five yards a carry, wouldn't that be exciting? They already have a running back. But the home run, but you have the home run hit, and I mean, he's a playmaker in so many regards. He can catch it, he can run, he can do everything. Bijan, he's a monster. But he has he has to be one of those. If you want a guy who can catch it, take a wide receiver. No, no, but he has to be one of those top three running backs, or else it's a bad pick. If he's a top three running back, he's still getting paid a huge amount of money. He's already on one of the most expensive running back contracts in the the league. And if Bijan is a monster, I'm fine with it. But all right, all right yeah, we'll, we'll we'll move on. We we've done this argument before. I think London's most important part of the team this year. What? The most important part of the team is Drake London. What the hell is that? What? How? I think he's the number one receiver coming up with a decent rookie season, and a young quarterback like Desmond Ritter, who you said, and I agree with. It all comes down to Ritter throwing the football for the Falcons' offensive success, and your number one receiver. Has to take. We talk about Ritter taking a big step okay, up. Can, can we amend London it to? London is a big step up. Can we too. amend it to the most important contributor to Desmond Ritter is Drake London. Then, I, I mean, you got to. Yeah, if I, Desmond Ritter comes out and plays like Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't matter how Drake London. Plays. But I think if I think if Ritter puts up good numbers, the majority of those balls are going to Drake London. 
or Kyle Pitts. Like I, I think if London has a bad season, Ritter's not doing much. We'll see. Maybe, maybe that was a long Falcons conversation. Again, this NFC South is riveting. Let's go on to the uh, the Carolina Let's make Panthers. The Panthers talk real quick. The Bryce Young era <laughs> begins. Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and PJ Walker all took turns at quarterback last season for Carolina. They make the big trade up to the to number one in the draft with the Bears, and they get Bryce Young, the quarterback that I really like. Jack really hates. Siggy really likes. Coming out of Alabama. Uh, Frank Reich takes over as head coach. And a lot of moving parts on offense right now. DJ Moore, out the door. He was part of that Bears trade. Christian McCaffrey is not there anymore. He's in San Francisco. They bring in Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, some older receivers who have been having injury issues the past few years. Hayden Hurst comes in at tight end. Miles Sanders, he had an unbelievable year. Like, I don't think people... He, he ran for 1,419 yards last year. I don't think people realize just how great Miles Sanders was. He got kind of got masked by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles run, but he was amazing. I, I don't think he'll be able to carry that over, especially given how great the Eagles offensive line was. Um, I still think he's very good, but like, like that's a, a nice signing. Um, and the offensive line took a big jump last year from one of the worst in the league to, by the end of the season, you know, maybe a top 10 to 15 uh, offensive line in the league. So, that's what Bryce Young takes in or will have for during his rookie season. Uh, the first question I have on the Panthers is, do you think that that's enough for Bryce? Again, like we said, weak NFC South, but are Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Miles Sanders, is that enough from the skill position standpoint for Bryce to be successful, do you think? Well, I don't like Bryce Young, period. Oh, yeah, and, and, and you know that. Uh, but if Bryce Young's going to be any good, I think that is enough because this division and the defenses he will see are not that good. I think he has two decent receivers. I don't like Adam Thielen's age, but two decent receivers. Sanders is a decent running back when healthy. So I would say because of a very non-competitive division who is going to play in, you know, six times, it probably is enough to do something in the NFC South, but not beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Ziggy, what do you think? Do, do you like you? I know you like Bryce. Do you like what he has around him right now? It's an interesting, the Panthers, the way they handled their receiving situation is interesting because you can argue, I think, pretty credibly that their receiving room overall improved despite DJ mm. Moore leaving. Because besides DJ Moore, they had nobody last year, right? They had like Terrace Marshall, they had LaVisca Chenault, right? Like they, they didn't have anybody. And now rather than trying to replace DJ Moore with another star, they've sort of gone wide, right? So they're bringing in like Adam Thielen. They brought in Hurst, you said, DJ Chark. Mingo's coming in as a rookie. Yep. Like there's that He's is not a terrible that. receiving core, right? That could be league average or slightly below average. So for Bryce Young, I think the stability of having just guys who know how to play receiver in the NFL and not having to rely solely on DJ Moore will work out just fine. The skill yeah. position, even though it's not explosive, that's not my concern with the Panthers. Oh, that's a, a great tease. What what is your concern with the Panthers? It feels like I'm saying <laughs> it's about every team in the NFC South. <laughs> Boy, the defense was terrible last year. Yeah, they all are. And again, I, they made some nice additions, right? They brought in Shai Tuttle. They brought in Von Bell. But again, like everyone else in the NFC South, they need young players like J.C. Horn and Jeremy Chin to actually step up and be good Chin, to live up to their drafts. Young, yeah. it, look, having Chin being good, having Gross Matos out of Penn State be good would have been nice. Like yeah, there's just – there's. Yeah. 
They need, they someone, need to someone. They they need someone. So JC Horn had, had a solid year last year. They need someone else in that secondary to step up because, frankly, it's really kind of just been him. Well, Von, you know, Von Bell is a nice addition, like you said, in free agency. Um, Ajiro, uh, oh my gosh, Ajiro Avero comes over, new defensive coordinator for them as well. This this uh, defense, I think, is about average or a little below average in basically all three phases of of their defense. Um, I do like. I mean, Brian Burns and Derek Brown. Derek Brown had a great jump last season, uh, breakout campaign for him, and that kind of gets overshadowed by how good Brian Burns is. But there's not a lot on the defense, on the defensive line, other than those two guys. Um, and then, frankly, their linebackers can't cover really anybody at all. They, they, uh, Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu, great against the run, but a thousand yards and seven touchdowns allowed in coverage last season. So, yeah, this defense is, is just fine, uh, an average unit. We'll see what Avero can do because Denver's defense was phenomenal last year. They was basically the one bright spot, uh, given the offense's complete ineptitude. Is that a word? Ineptitude. Yeah, uh, I think, I think it's it is. a word. Yeah, and it's it's very rare that you see defensive coordinators coming off incredible seasons leave for another defensive coordinator job. Mm-hmm. Right. The only reason is because Sean Payton wanted to bring in his own guy. I'm like, fair enough, but yeah, I mean, there this defense does have a lot of potential. Right, like Derek Brown, incredible. Brian Burns, if you can just get someone next to him, will have a very good season. Like, there's a lot to look forward to. They just, if the Panthers can put everything together, they'll have a slightly above average defense and an average offense, and that's enough to win the division. That is enough. Yeah, I, I just, I just think the ceiling for the Panthers is so low. Mm-hmm. It, let's say Bryce Young, he's a rookie, he's a small rookie. Let's say he's struggling, which I think he's going to. You don't. There's no receivers there where you can really, you know, that can help you that out. Can elevate. Him. Like yeah, like you know, there's not. There's no Stephon Diggs or Jamar Chase or Antonio Brown guys like that. If he's struggling, who's there? Like Adam Thielen, decent receiver, but old. I mean, I watched like, Adam all of last year. Love Adam Thielen. He he's losing it. It's like, going. Yeah, like I, I think he's they're, look, they're decent receivers. Like if Bryce Young's decent and they're all decent, it's going to be fine. Fine enough for him to get by. As I, as I said before. But if he's going downhill, which a lot of rookie quarterbacks do, and it's at normal. least at the beginning, think, yeah, there's no real, there's no guys there to really help him out. Like no X receiver, like Chark, he's okay. Go ahead, Ziggy. I mean, here I think is the question of this team: is do you think they've gotten better or worse? To me, it seems pretty clear they've gotten better. New yes. defensive coordinator, some better. new weapons, and Bryce Young, you know, who'll be better than the Sam Darnold, PJ Walker carousel. <laughs> This is a team that was one touchdown away from making the playoffs. No, they were coming on at the yeah. end of last season. And they they played with momentum. They fought extremely hard. Like, this is a tough team that wants to win games. If you think they got better, you've got to consider them a threat yeah, they to have, make they the playoffs. The they have the pieces to be a playoff team, given the division. Yeah. One, one more thing about them, though, that I don't think a lot of people have realized. Just from the eye test, they kind of have a tough schedule compared to the rest of the division. Just go if you're if you're an NFC South fan, if you're a Panthers fan, go look at your schedule compared to the Saints. I I think it's a lot a lot more difficult. I know. Um, I was actually exchanging some DMs with one of the NFC South beat reporters, and I just said to him, I was like, given the schedules that they have and how much more difficult I personally think the Panthers one is, do you think like this team will compete? And he's like, Yeah, I do. Said, I think that this is a, a playoff caliber team given the NFC South. Yeah, well, look, we saw way back when when the I think one of Marshall Lynch's better years when that NFC West winner was 
eight and eight. Yeah. Right. You're nine and seven. This is a division where you can probably go nine and eight or eight and nine and win it. I, th- I look by the end of the season. Also, we'll wrap up the, the Panthers here. I think Bryce Young by the end of the year could be the best quarterback in the NFC South. I think he could be better than Derek Carr by the end of the year. Wouldn't be a shock. Yeah, would, that's not like a total yeah. shocker. No, I, I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't stun everybody. But I, like, who better than Baker and Carr? Look, if, and if, if Bryce Young is Ritter, the best quarterback Ritter. in the NFC South at the end of the season, Panthers could be a play, very well could be a playoff team then because the rest no. of their team is not that far off. So that's 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 it for me. If, if he can if he can be the best, yeah, sure. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a strange team because they still have a lot of elite players on that roster, but everyone thinks they're going to be, you know, the top five pick in the draft. Um, and part of that, of course, is, you know, so long Tom Brady, welcome in Baker Mayfield. But he's still got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's there, Russell Gage. Um, Baker has to play in that 2020 form, Baker. He can't be what we saw the past couple seasons or else it's, it could blow up very quickly. Um, and then, of course, they lost Leonard Fournette. The run game wasn't good to begin with in Tampa Bay. That's not going to help them. Julio Jones leaves. Julio that's Jones, uh, big Julio Jones podcast. Yeah, that's uh, the Bucks are my my <laughs> last place team because he's he's gone. Now. Yeah, yeah. All, right. all joking aside, um, one actually cr- kind of crazy thing that they're doing they're moving Tristan Wirfs, arguably the best right tackle in football, over to left tackle. He played there in college. We'll see it. I think it should be fine. He's, he's really, really good. But something to pay attention to is, is the offensive line and how they'll be with a lot of moving pieces, two really young guys at right guard and right tackle. Uh, so Baker Mayfield, we'll, we'll touch on the offense first, as we've been doing. Do you think that, I mean, last year he was not good. Can he come back and kind of, I don't want to say reclaim, he wasn't a star or anything, but can he get back to that 2020 form and, and be average enough for, for the Buccaneers? Like, why, why do you dislike them so much? Because they lost Julio Jones. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, I, I don't hate the Bucks. I think that, like, if Derek Carr had come to the Bucks instead of the Saints, they're a huge favorite to win the NFC South because they have the best, uh, probably the best roster and the most skill outside of a quarterback in the division. There's still some star power there. That, no, that's why it, I'm wondering why everyone thinks they're they're so terrible. It's because like Baker's. I mean, Baker was bad, but he's not like Baker, horrible. Baker Mayfield, we saw relatively recently. And again, he's not a guy I'm high, I'm high on. But, you know, playing devil's advocate to myself, we saw fairly recently he went on the road in the divisional round and played a really, really close game in Kansas City mm-hmm. after beating the Steelers. He was good. If you can get that form of Baker Mayfield... This team wins the NFC South, but I don't think you're going to get that Baker because I think that was kind of a flash in the pan. I don't think he's that good. I don't like his, I don't like his attitude. Uh, I think if things, good if things start, yeah, good I think if things start to go out of control and he's not playing well, it, it's not gonna. It it'll be a big disaster and go downhill because I don't think he's the type of guy who. Who can keep his head? Okay. Like if, if if Mike Evans is open, right, and Baker overthrows him, there's going to be so, Baker will look. He'll get angry. It's going to go. It can go downhill very fast with a guy like Baker Mayfield. Z, what what do you think of this? I mean, I think Baker Mayfield started ten games last year, went two and eight, uh, <laughs> threw for twenty two hundred yards, ten touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Fair enough. Well, I mean, we, it's not a guarantee Baker fair. Mayfield gets the starting job. Baker I get that he's in line Trask. for it. Kyle Trask will not be yeah, a starting Kyle Trask. It's, it's Baker Mayfield. 
it's but it just tells you how dire the situation is. I mean, look, there are some good offensive skill weapons, but the fact is the Buccaneers don't expect to be good. Right. No, what's the don't. sign what's the sign of a rebuilding team? Well, in the draft, you spend all your picks on the trenches, right? You try and get future contributors there. Mm-hmm. Well, their first three ticks, picks were spent on an offensive tackle and an edge rusher and another edge rusher. Sorry, I guess Kawaja can't see he plays inside, huh? So it was an in- yeah, defensive yeah, yeah. tackle, inside, yeah. offensive tackle, edge rusher, right? They're ready to rebuild. I no, just, I they, don't, they I don't they, see they, a lot. They are ready to this. rebuild. But then when people say, like, I don't think that the Bucks are close to the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are much worse, like much, much worse. I totally disagree. The Cardinals have a much better quarterback. Oh, sorry. I'm talking Cardinals, no Kyler right now. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I just mean, I really think that this Buccaneers team could stink. You've got a bad old yeah, defense. Yeah. yeah You've but, got a bad quarterback. You, they're giving up on the run game. They've got two good wide receivers, but they cut Cameron Bray. Like, there's just not a lot to work with here. I mean, yeah. If, if Tampa Bay, if this team is 1-4 and four and Baker is bouncing balls in front of Chris Gowan, bouncing balls at his feet, it, it, it I can fall apart. I, I can very quickly. Going really, I, like, I think really this is probably bad. a six-win team. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be great, but I'm just saying, if Baker plays well, I think they can like, 100% yeah, like, compete it's maybe, for the division. Maybe like seven and ten, and not two and fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys are really, really down on Tampa. Can, do you, is a division win possible for the Buccaneers? In your eyes, possible? Yeah. Ziggy, do you get, it sounds like you just think this team sucks. I think this team sucks. Is the division <laughs> win possible? I mean, I guess if only because I think it's possible that three of the four worst teams in the NFL are in this division. Well, that's why it's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. They, they could outperform, right? Like, is the offensive line terrible? No. They've got good receivers. You know, maybe like the edge rushers, my boy Joe Tryon is going to finally show something. They've been, they've been waiting for something from him. You know, like the secondary's okay, I guess. Jamel Dean, there's not really mm-hmm. much a corner. That's another Antoine big Winfield area. Antoine Winfield Jr. is okay. Antoine Winfield. Carlton good. Davis is. Uh, Antoine Winfield and Ryan Neal are fine. It's, it's, the cornerbacks outside Jamel Dean that that could get beat up. Levante David's still going strong, but everywhere else at linebacker is kind of iffy. Um, Devin White's just inconsistent. So yeah, their, their defense, which was the backbone of the Super Bowl team, you know, even though they had Tom Brady, I mean that defense dominated Patrick Mahomes. They're fading quickly. So, yeah, if, if we're being realistic, there's not much reason to be hopeful uh, that the Bucks are going to do anything this year. I'm just saying, I look at them on paper, and I say there is potential for this roster to be okay enough to win the NFC South. Yeah. I, I, just, would, I just don't expect it. I mean, the hope the hope for Bucks fans would be... Oh, I know the hope. We saw, we saw a good season from Baker Mayfield not too long ago. Plus, this is probably, not definitely, probably still the best defense in the South. And they're, they got to stop Bryce Young and Desmond Ritter and yeah, the Saints. Yeah, I'd probably say the Saints or, or the Panthers yeah. are better. But but I actually think that the hope for, if I'm a Bucks fan, I hope Baker sucks. I mean, I hope this team is miserable and we get, we go get Caleb Williams Caleb, or Drake May. I, I just I can't with Caleb Williams. <laughs> well, Ziggy was saying Drake May. All right, so let's, yeah, let's, finish, let's finish out here. The non-quarterback player to watch. Um, I'll go first. I, I really want to see this Atlanta offense with Ritter since I can't pick a quarterback. Uh, we mentioned it before. I, I would lo- love to see Bijan. Does he come in and make plays that Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson can't, which we all expect him to, but 
how big of a difference will that make in the Atlanta offense? Will it justify him going with the eighth overall selection, which is highly contested, as you can see, just from us on this show? Um, so I can't wait to see Bijan. He has the billing of a top five running back in the league. And if he's not, and if he's not right away, we know it's it's quick goodbye for running backs in this league. Um, it could look like a very, very poor selection for Atlanta. Yeah, I'm gonna go, go I'm gonna go with his teammate, Drake London. Uh I wanna see I think it's very important, as I said, important for a second year guy in Drake London to have a good season and help out a second year young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. He's six five frame. He's your number one guy on the outside. I think for Desmond Ritter to improve and take that step, so does Drake London. So you want to you want to see him become the best receiver in the NFC South? I think if he is, the Falcons they could have a chance. Because yeah. what do you have? You have Godwin, Evans, um, well, I just Michael Thomas. Like, yeah, Olave's the best. Like, I think you need Desmond Ritter, right? Or Evans to 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 take a bit of a step and be better. I don't think it happens without Drake London having a good season. Fair enough. Who do you got, Ziggy? For me, it's got to be Brian Burns and the Carolina Panthers. Cool. They clearly think extremely highly of him, right? The Rams offered him two firsts and a second last year, and they said no. The Bears wanted him instead of DJ Moore. The Panthers said no. Like they were willing to blow up that trade for Bryce Young because of how much they believe in Brian Burns. And he's very good, right? Over the past three seasons, he's put up over 30 sacks. Just an all around excellent player. And the Panthers really need him, right? They're going to try and get someone on the opposite side of the line, but pass rush is going to be critical to winning the NFC South. And it's quite possible that he could be the difference maker that they need. So I'm excited to see him. This is a big season, it's a contract year. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yep, and he's the most important player on that defensive line by far. It's him and Derek Brown. He's got to carry his weight for that Panthers D-line to be impactful at all. And I mean, the, that D-line, it was terrible last year. He put up 13 sacks. Yeah, he was, He was again, him and Brown are the only bright spots still, honestly, which is concerning for Carolina, but you know, better than better than a lot of people have. The preseason division MVP. You know, I want to say... I want to say like Bryce Young or, or Bijan or something like that. I don't fun, know you're going to say. I, no, everyone knows who I'm going to say. Yeah, it, probably gonna say I'm going to say the same thing. You, I, think. I think you have to say Derek Carr. Yeah. You have, my, to, say Carr, you have to say Carr with a little bounce back season is by far the likely MVP of this division. Yeah, I'm going to say Carr as well. Yeah. yeah. Ziggy, do you have someone different? Derek Carr without a bounce back season is probably the best quarterback <laughs> in that division. Give me Derek Carr all day. Yeah, I, I don't think most yeah. people... If, if you have someone else, please comment it. Let us know who you think. It's I'm probably fine. the quarterback of the team you're a fan of if you're commenting something different. Yeah, I just I just don't see Baker or Ritter really in any scenario. If the Falcons are good, it's not going to be... I mean, it'll be, it'll be because Ritter is not bad. I don't think it'll be because he's good. Um, yeah, and, and then it comes down to Bryce or, or Carr unless if you have someone... Yeah, I mean, Bijan, I, like, I, I like J.C. Horn. Yeah, that, I mean, I like that, Zach. I, I like that someone comes in here and, and gives us something that's not the, the public answer. I mean, Horn's a good corner, but like MVP <laughs> of the division, I mean, no. I, I, MVP he of the he division, was injured last year, right? He, he had a, I mean, a quarterback winning MVP of the division would be That would be unreal, striking, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know like, what? That's what you're here for. A good car season is heads and shoulders above the rest of the QBs in this AFC South. Yes. AFC South. Yes, unless if your boy Bryce breaks out. All right. And my, um, boy, my boy Des breaks out. Predictions for the division. I have, and I actually think this is. Kind did you of simulate clear, this one? I did. This is actually what I have. I have the Saints at ten and seven, nine to ten wins probably. I may give given them one more than they should have. I have the Falcons at eight and nine, and then I have the Panthers and Bucks both coming in at six and eleven. 
I think I think Carolina's schedule. While I do think that they have one of the more talented teams in the division, I it's just it's just the schedule's tough. I don't think it's it'll be a good start for Bryce. So I got I got the Saints. I got Saints too. I got Saints, Falcons, Bucks, Panthers. How about you, Ziggy? To close out the NFC South. For me, it's the Panthers, the Ooh. Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks. The reason I've got the Panthers at one. I think they will have an average offense and an average defense. And I think that will be enough because I think every other team in the division is going to be below average either on offense or on defense or both. Yeah, you could say they're the, the most well balanced team in the division. And that, that could be enough. Even average and average probably goes nine and eight. And that could win it. Yeah. 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 I, I again, just look at the schedule though. I, this is, I don't know. I mean, the only reason their schedule looks harder than the other teams is because they have the fourth easiest schedule in the NFL and the Saints have the easiest and the Falcons have the second easiest. No team in this division has a hard schedule. Except the Panthers is a little bit harder. <laughs> that that settled that it for me. That could be a big difference. That, that settled it, it for be, me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's not a very difficult schedule. Let's, uh, let's wrap up the show here. We have our drafts that we normally do and this is one that Jack, oh, been Ziggy, dreading. Yeah, Jack, Ziggy, and Zach have wanted to do this for a long time. I I really don't. Um, <laughs> it's the Paul's draft, the draft of people named Paul. If they have it in their first or last name, it counts. We will not be counting a name like uh, Paula or You can Paulson, talk me into it. But or pro- Paulson. Probably not. It has to just be Paul. So, um, but it could be like Logan Paul or Jake. Yeah, Paul. yeah, yeah. Last, yeah. it just has to, and it just has to be Paul. Nothing more, nothing less. First, last name, fictional, <laughs> non fictional. Paul has the first pick, and I have the first pick, and uh, I'll take Paul Ferrant. No, <laughs> um, I'll take Ziggy and I. We all thought that there was a pretty consensus number one pick in the Paul draft. I think Jack and I. I think Jack thinks it's Paul Rudd. Uh, I'm gonna go with Paul McCartney as the one one. Paul Rudd is my number three. Oh, but not my one or two. My one's still on the board. And I'm going to go with uh, the man who warned us that the British were coming. I, yeah, go I with, like that pick. Go with Paul Revere. <laughs> I like Paul Revere. I mean, hey, without him. Who knows? Without him, who knows? Who yes, knows? we could be, we're attacked. <laughs> who knows? Ziggy, what do you got? All right, the, so that uh, leaves me. So I'm going to go with maybe the most historically influential Paul of them all. Give me Paul the Apostle. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I mean... Dude wrote, dude wrote a lot. <laughs> and then at a the other of half of the turn, give me maybe the greatest guitar maker of all time, Les Paul. Oh, that that is very good. For the guitar enthusiasts who watch this show, Ziggy may oh. have just won the draft. All right, Jack, that brings us back to you. I mean, guys, how did we let the host of the best podcast in the world fall the second round? I'm going to take Paul Farrington second round. <laughs> There might be here. some favoritism here, but like, let's be honest here. Paul might not even be the best. Paul's a steal. Paul's a steal at pick. <laughs> Paul's a steal at pick five. I thought you were going to say Paul might not even be the best. I mean, I might not be the best Paul Farrington. There are probably a lot of great Paul Farrington sure there are. out there. Well, I appreciate the pick, Jack. We'll probably get a conference one in Paul Farrington. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate the pick. Um, assuming it was me, Paul Farrington, not so much. We'll never know. Um, all right, then I'll take the guy that. You would have taken if I weren't named Paul. I'll take Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know, beloved actor. People mm-hmm. people really enjoy his stuff. Friends for a number of years. Friends for a number of years. I keep writing Paul for our picks. <laughs> Realizing <laughs> that everyone here is Paul. Yeah, friends. What, what else? What else? Some great clueless he was good in. Ant-Man. Well, he also won the like, hottest man of the, of, in the world. I mean, it goes with the name. Yeah. Ant-Man. Goes with the name. <laughs> Ant-Man is Paul Rudd. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, great actor. And then I'm going to go with a wild card here. And I wonder if he's on any of your boards here. I'm going to take Paul, the three-eyed orangutan from Nickelodeon. Oh, <laughs> I have no there idea. You go. I don't know if that's okay, that's respectable. Remember the end of Jimmy Neutron? Hi, I'm Paul. Uh, I had people my entire childhood. A, a lot of our friends would just be like, hi, I'm Paul. I'm like, I get it. I get it. Yeah, he's the orangutan. <laughs> so I'll take him uh, for all of those guys. Three-eyed orangutan, Paul. All right, Jack, that brings us to you with your last pick of the Paul draft. Yeah, rounding it out, I'm uh, I'm taking Paul Blart. Paul Blart. I love the movie Mall Cop. I love Kevin James. So I'm taking Paul Blart. Hmm. Paul Revere, Farrington, and Blart. That's a great, that's a great draft. <laughs> and Ziggy, you got the Apostle Paul and Les Paul. Some very accomplished Pauls on that list. This is a tough one because there are so many good Pauls left to choose from. You need like six rounds of this draft. You know, I was yeah. thinking Paul Walker. I was thinking Paul Newman, but I think I'm going to have to go with one of the greatest songwriters in history, even better than Paul McCartney. Give me Paul Simon. All right. There you go. Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, Paul I like Simon. That. I, again, here I, here I am writing Paul. Simon. There you go. <laughs> and here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. All right. That's a, who, who'd we leave off with? Paul Bunyan. Was one I think guy. Paul Walker Bunyan. was a big, big, big yeah, You know, I, Big I know people love Paul Walker, but I never watched yeah. Fast and Furious. I, I don't really draft. know a lot of his I was going to draft stuff. Paul Walker. I love Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Aaron Paul, that's a big one left off. Well, what do we have? A few athletes. Paul Pierce, Chris Paul, Logan Paul, Jake Logan Paul, Paul, Jake Paul. Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Pierre Paul. Jason Pierre Paul. Yeah. What are the big Pauls are there? Um, Paulie Gautieri from The Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you hit the Apostle Paul. There's a lot of Pope. Ron Paul's. Paul. Ron Paul. RuPaul. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's got to be another couple Pauls. There's a few Pauls out there. But, um, Paul Schrader, Paul Deneau. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let, wow. let's, get, let's get Zach's judging here. With my team, Paul Farrington's team, Paul McCartney, Paul Rudd, three-eyed orangutan Paul. <laughs> Jack's team, Paul Revere, Paul Farrington, Paul Blart. And Ziggy's team, the Apostle Paul, Les Paul, and Paul Simon. You guys seriously never heard of Paul Schrader? No. Uh, I have heard of Paul Schrader, but I can't tell you exactly what Taxi he driver? Oh. Oh, yeah, wait. Fake taxi? Like Robert De Niro? Yeah. I haven't seen Taxi Driver. I need to. I thought you loved Taxi Driver. I haven't seen Taxi Driver. Jack likes fake Taxi Driver. Huh. I don't even know what Taxi Driver Well, then we need, we, we, no, we need to watch that. We need to watch that. fake Taxi Driver. What is that? Isn't there like that, that like chameleon Paul? Wasn't there a movie called, like, about a chameleon? No, it's called or? Fake Taxi Driver. What's his name? Yeah, I think it was Paul. All right, Zach, uh, you have a winner? Yeah, I got a winner. All right, here we go. The winner of the Paul draft is... Mr. Paul Farrington himself. I mean, it's fitting. I mean, it's fitting. Yeah, it is it's, fitting. It's, it I, fitting. I almost it's, wanted you to win. Yeah. Ziggy, Ziggy is beside himself. I almost wanted Paul to win that. Yeah. You know, I thought the Apostle Paul was a great pick. Ziggy's just, you know... Paul Simon was way out there. Paul Simon, way out if, there. If you would have said Paul Walker, I'm picking you, Ziggy, all day. Really? That did it for you? Paul Simon versus Paul Walker? Yeah, I love Paul Walker. Ooh. What was Paul Walker even in besides Fast and Furious? <laughs> he, he's in like seven Fast and Furious. Play to, play to the judge, I'm, Ziggy. There yeah, I go. Three boy. episodes in a row. I think I think we didn't even pick Paul Thomas Anderson. Orangutan, 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 orangutan
I knew, I knew what me, I was doing. Me taking Paul Farrington screwed myself. That was. Although, actually, I was going to pick you because you picked Paul Farrington. Yeah, yeah. Should I be concerned that Zach... <laughs> I, I, is this actually yeah. a win for yeah. me? Yeah. I, I don't like, know. I was on the list and Zach did not choose it. So yeah. Maybe I well, did. Well, it was a horrible pick. I mean, Paul Farrington 5 is a horrible pick. Yeah. I, 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 look, I mean, I, I didn't have him that high. All right. So, uh, thanks, Zach, <laughs> for the win. Anytime. That'll uh, wrap up our Thursday show. We'll be back next Tuesday. We'll have next Thursday off. I'll be away on vacation. But, uh, you know, we'll still have some content coming out. So that'll be exciting for next week. The AFC South episode. Um, Until then, we will see you on Tuesday. Peace.